On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, we talked about catalogs flipping their way on over to Pinterest. We covered a big addition to Google Images. And Jess talked about the physical world making a comeback on digital. And Greg created a gender-based acronym game. Oh boy. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. We record live every Friday from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Join us each week for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn. And I'm Jess Budd. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock here on March 8th, 2019. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news shows each and every Friday morning. And if you want to follow along with us in our show notes, just head over to marketingoclock.com for all the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Please. All right. First up in the news this week is from Google, connecting you to visual shoppers with new ad formats on Google Images. Well, folks, <laughs> the day you've been waiting for is finally here. Google Ads, more specifically, Google Showcase Shopping Ads are coming to Google Images. Just what we all wanted. <laughs> ads in Google Images. So basically, users will be able to scroll through images on Google Images, hover over a sponsored ad with a price tag, and see the items for sale in that image. They'll also be able to see the brand and more information. They are currently testing this on a small percentage of traffic with select retailers, and some of the queries are something like home office ideas or shower tile designs, and even abstract art. Those so, are the three things that I search for most. So yeah, I'm that, that's that's where I go when I'm looking to buy something: <laughs> Google Images and abstract art. But there are more categories coming out over the next few months. So, the name of the show that I picked out was "Picture This." Google Images adds ads. And I thought that was clever, but I had something else. And I want to run it past you before I get to the real meat of the story. Okay. How I, I thought about this and I couldn't, couldn't make it work. A picture is now worth a thousand <gasps> pennies. I, so if I said dollars, it'd make it seem like, like it was too much. Yeah, well, but how many pennies is a thousand, or how many dollars is a thousand I don't pennies? Know. Ten? How could anybody know that? <laughs> There's probably a calculator Wait, on my computer, but <laughs> you're the math guy. Yeah, but I do easy math. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it'd be ten dollars. Yeah. I, um, see, look, I'm smart. Like another thought I had for the title is CPP cost per pixel. Ooh. But you're not really buying per pixel. I didn't want to mislead anybody. So I just again, like CPP. CPP yeah. sounds French. <laughs> French. A wee. A wee. <laughs> right. So anyway, it is a showcase shopping ad that will be able to be shown in Google Images and Google says it'll reach new customers in what they call the customer's inspiration phase. Gross. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. It just sounds weird. There's other ways to say that. I get it, but pick new words. It's your inspiration phase of a shower? T I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's supposed to be more of an inspirational and rich visual experience. Last month, Google had talked about the different ways that you could get your store on multiple Google platforms or surfaces, as they called them, um, talking about merchants with an existing product feed or merchants without an existing product feed. You can click through, head over to marketingoclock.com, jump into the show notes, and find more. Jess, what are your thoughts on ads coming to Google Images? I 
sure i guess one more place for me as an advertiser to put stuff out there if it makes sense but as a user i i don't know that i even go to google images for anything other than like if i'm looking for a picture of like a celebrity i want a photoshop or something so i don't know <laughs> that i would really use this but other people might i've well, got a picture you could buy here <laughs> gary Busey for sale oh, for, that's great because i'm actually in my inspiration phase on gary Busey right now okay so I, i'm post inspiration on Busey right now so <laughs> good to know um i mean and, and from from my standpoint, I, I'd say it's tentatively okay. Mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'd be worried about happening is something like what happened to Frugal, where it used to be the shopping, you know, area, and then Google Ads came in, and now it's essentially the only paid inclusion that Google has. If you want to get into Google Shopping, you have to pay, mm-hmm. and I think that's where I find Google Shopping pretty worthless in general. <laughs> I do. I don't. I don't use Google Shopping to shop because. I want to see everything, <laughs> you know, and if, if Google images stops using non ad images, I think that's going to be a problem. Like it is a problem for me using Google shopping. So th- that's what I'm worried about specifically, but just because I've seen it before and I know the pain that it can cause, at least to me. Yeah, no, I get that. And that actually kind of dovetails or segues or whatever transitional word you want to use uh, nicely into our next story, which is introducing catalogs and more shopping on Pinterest. And I feel like this is pretty much the same story we just read, but it's about Pinterest this time. So according to Pinterest, shopping is everywhere on the platform. And they're making it even easier for brands to connect with pinners, which I think is like the cutest word ever. And that's what they call their users. (laughs) Yeah. Now, do pinners have an inspiration phase as well? They didn't say <laughs> it specifically in here, but um, yeah, that's pretty much what what Pinterest said is like, yeah, we're, these are people that are in the moment, they're researching. Research, I think, is a better word than inspiration, but actually, the inspiration seems more Pinteresty to me and research is more googly to me, if you want to get technical. Touche. Yeah, so that's wild. Anyway, so if pinners are pretty much already in shopping mode, we kind of alluded to that. So even if they don't have a credit card in their hand, it makes sense to get in front of them when they're searching around if you're a retailer. So if you are a retailer, there are a bunch of new features coming to Pinterest. Here's what you have to look forward to. What they call shop a brand, which is featured beneath product pins. Users will be able to go straight into a brand's catalog by clicking more from brand. The brands in parentheses will actually put the brand name. Next is personalized shopping recommendations. Pinners will see in-stock ideas related to what they've been pinning, which is cool because you don't want to get excited about something you can't buy. Yeah. (laughs) Something's out of stock. Um, This is a pretty big deal, this next one. So I'm going to actually read directly from Pinterest announcement, but this is catalogs. So brands can now upload their full product catalog to Pinterest and easily turn their products into dynamic product pins, which means more shoppable pins across Pinterest. A new dashboard will allow businesses to organize their feed and so their products can be discovered and purchased by pinners. That's huge. It's huge. That you can now be more than just this collection of pins, but you're a shoppable catalog. Yes. And even bigger or better, or I guess on the same level, this is going to be available to everybody. So they're going to have shopping ads. You can use the self-serve ads manager to get these fired up so you don't have to call them or work with a rep or anything. You can actually just go and fire up shopping ads, which is also really great for advertisers that just want to get started ASAP. And finally, shopping search. So when users search for a product like men's watches or outdoor furniture or abstract art, to your point, (laughs) shopping results will appear at the top of the home feed, which is actually really interesting because it's going to push down some of those organic results, which is what you were kind of talking about just now, Greg, with Google. So if you're slow to adopt, you could miss out 
on this, right? I mean, people that are having shoppable pins are going to show up above you. Yeah. So pay attention, guys. This is a huge opportunity for retailers. Huge. Are, absolutely. And I, I'm going to go right now. Do you have your inspiration phase on Pinterest? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's go to our Gen Z sound engineer, Hope. Hope, do you, you have your inspiration phase of buying products on Pinterest? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is this something that would appeal to you? Yes. All right. You heard it here first. Directly from Hope. <laughs> not that I don't use Pinterest, but I use it like, oh, those are pretty flowers and I just save them. I'm not like in the market for a bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this isn't for you then. Yeah, I guess not. All right. Next up from Google once again is how to use the new offers view on your business profile. There's a new layout that introduces dedicated space for business owners to feature their most recent offers. The big news here, you now have up to 10 offers that you can include on your business profile. So when you create a post in your Google My Business app, you can categorize that post as an offer. And from there, you can put in all the specific needs and detail that you have. You can put in a title, a description, when the offer starts, when the offer ends. And now, you can feature up to 10 offers. So not to sound like old broken record Finn over <laughs> here, but we've been talking about the power of business profiles, the amount of resources going into this. This is something that you can have a competitive advantage on if you leverage it. So test it out. I love it. Absolutely. I'd like to offer a suggestion to our listeners. Oh, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, I tried really hard with that <laughs> pun. Uh, use this, guys. Take advantage. If you're running any kind of promotions, don't be stupid. Just use this. It takes two seconds to set up. Okay. And that brings us to this week's lightning round. Pew, pew, pew. And first up, Instagram has a new ad format for branded content. And it's called, get ready for this brain buster, branded content ads. Wow, why did they call it that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's certainly not descriptive at all. <laughs> but basically, it is influencer content that brands can also promote just like any other ad. So it makes it, you know, something more than just the influencer posting it on their profile and their followers seeing it. Brands, again, can now promote this just like an ad in their own account. Cool. So the difference is that instead of doing it from your own account, you can use your company budget on somebody else's post. Yes. All right, gotcha. It's pretty sweet. And it's technically available to anybody, but you have to apply to join the program if you want in. Ooh, yeah. fancy. <laughs> it's very exclusive. And it's kind of funny because this was formally announced at a breakfast that Instagram was holding for influencers. So I, I kind of rolled my eyes at that too. <laughs> I can't think of any place I'd rather not be right? than at the Instagram <laughs> breakfast for influencers. Seriously. Imagine how few people are actually having conversations in the physical world. I, we can get to that later, <laughs> but yeah, there, that is something. And yes, I would not want to be at this breakfast, nor would I be invited because I'm not an influencer. And apparently these are people that folks are excited about, like real excited. Do you think there's more bites of food eaten or pictures <gasps> of food taken at the breakfast? Nobody <laughs> is biting this food <laughs> at all because they might smudge their lipstick. They might accidentally <laughs> eat, a, eat a calorie. Yeah, right. <laughs> We are so terrible. It's okay. But speaking of calories and pounds, that's what I thought LB stood for is pound. But it, it does. It LBS. does. Right? Yeah. So it does. But there's. Because <laughs> that makes sense. It pounds. Does. Yeah. Totally. Does. That makes no sense. But <laughs> we could talk about that separately. But it stands for something else too, which I had to ask Hope today earlier.
earlier. I should have asked her live. And but. to circle back, the picture used has a picture of uh, oh, yeah. who, who's in the picture? Kylie Jenner. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hope says that's right. Well, youngest, that's not fair. <laughs> youngest self-made billionaire, uh, Karen Jenner, is in this picture, and there's a bunch of people, and everybody is talking. What Karen? To Karen, saying <laughs> Kylie, Kylie <laughs> saying LB, 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 just a whole bunch of LBs. Like, what does that mean? Like pound, pound, pound. Like they're just giving <laughs> just, this girl a fist pound. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, apparently it means like back, which. Nothing makes me not want to like something more than you telling me to like something. Again, not that I'm an influencer, but I don't think she liked any of Karen. <laughs> Didn't like any of these. And also, I'm sorry, self-made billionaire. I mean, we could go off on this, but I feel like she, her family made her, not her. She had a lot of predecessors that helped make her famous. All right. Well, Hope, <laughs> did you know what LB meant? Yeah. Okay. She told me she's my source. She's so my So what we're going to have right now is an acronym off and acronyms from instagram and jess you get the first chance if you answer it right you get that correct if not <laughs> hope has a chance to steal okay first off hth on instagram how the heck <laughs> that would be that's what it should be that's what it should be hope can you steal that's incorrect <laughs> how the, Okay, yes. are no points awarded. It's here to help or happy to help. Oh, that's cute. Okay, I next guess. up, NBC. No business, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, no, it's not. NBC. NBD. Yeah. No big deal. Okay, you guys are not hip, not nearly as hip as I am. That means nobody cares, though. NBC. Oh, that's sad. Okay. And so also, there's a T nobody's in there. on the board yet. And next up. <laughs> D G Y F. Don't <laughs> go. You're fired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I nominate that from here forth to be <laughs> what the acronym stands for. Okay. Is it wrong? Though? That's very wrong. <laughs> All right. Hope. D G Y F. Okay, the last thing. Dang girl, you fine. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I could have guessed that. It's a popular <laughs> one. Okay, well, you, somebody's got to get one of these the to children. win here. We just need one winner. All right, Jess. All right, Jess. Here, here's the yeah, easiest one I have. Okay, go. QQ. Like the letter Q. QQ. Yes. Um. <laughs> quick, Quincy. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Quick question. So I'm going to give oh. that to you. Jess, you are the official winner Woo. of the acronym challenge here. I feel like I cheated, but thank you. <laughs> okay. We will count that. And next up, give let's us get... an LB if you liked that segment. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Greg. Okay. Let's get to some more news here. <laughs> and this comes from Twitter where it's timing is everything. Insights tool for publishers. And yes, you heard me read that correctly. Twitter has a <laughs> new tool called out called timing is everything. That's the actual name of the tool. What? Because, yeah, it's it is? It, yes. <laughs> the name of the tool is Timing is Everything. That doesn't make any sense. And it will allow any publisher that has access to Media Studio be able to use Media Studio to see when people are watching their videos. So, again, you have to be um, have access to Media Studio, and you will be able to see when your followers are watching video. And they give an example. If you don't have Media Studio access, you can see... In general, when the most videos watched. And it's kind of interesting just seeing it in general, but 
pretty cool if you have access to this. Yeah, I'm just going to insert complaint about not having better conversion tracking on Twitter ads and conversions are everything to Twitter. All right. Move over, Angie's List. Yelp has announced verified licenses, bringing peace of mind to booking a professional. Whoa. <laughs> what did I, I always wonder, do you think Angie's last name is List? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always think. It's like, oh, hey, Angie List. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what AL stands for. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm sure it's not. I don't think she would put her real name on the internet, okay. right? No, adults don't, don't do people that. People don't do that. <laughs> people don't do that. But anyway, this is a badge that appears next to your business name to let um, folks know that you're actually licensed in your service area. So users can then click on that badge to see details about your your license, when it expires, who it was issued by, all the things uh, that are important. Do you know that <laughs> one of the answers you gave was <laughs> quick, quincy? <laughs> Uh, okay. Yes. I don't right. know any other words that start with Q. All right. So that's cool. Next <clears> up <throat> is mobile voice usage trends 2019 from our friend of the show, Eric Enga at Stone Temple and Perficient. Now, for the third year in a row, they asked 1,000 people, over 1,000 people, almost 2,000 this year, how they use voice search, when they use voice search, and why they use voice search. So... This is really interesting to talk about the locations. The mm -hmm. first and most popular one, just like the movie, was Home Alone <laughs> is when people use voice search. And there are a couple things that really were interesting to me. You know, not shockingly, the biggest age group was 25 to 34. But the thing I liked the most was they looked at people married and single. Across the board, more people use voice search than were married. And I've got a, I got a theory out there. Good, because I do too. Okay, my theory, you're just trying to bug your significant, your, your spouse. Ooh. You know, when you're single and you're like, oh, you know, I don't even have anybody around, you're too cool. But you're just like all the time, you're like, <laughs> hey, Google, quit Quincy, <laughs> you know? And you, so, so that's my theory. What's your theory? My theory is just that married people, not that single people don't have roommates or anything, but married people are used to talking out loud to others. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of like pet owners. I bet pet owners would be high on this too. Like you just want to talk at something sometimes. <laughs> Do you talk to your cats? All the time. They talk to me too, but they don't know. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. All right. Well, check it out. There's a whole bunch of fantastic data on voice search as there is every year over at Stone Temple. And Spoiler alert, stick around. We might hear a little more from Eric in two weeks from now. Ooh, can't wait for that. Wonder what that's going to be. What you don't need to wonder about, though, is whether or not you should upgrade your Google Ads API if you're using it, because the answer is yes. Uh, they Google announced on their ads developer blog this week that uh, as of April 30th, the version zero beta version of the app will start to fail. Calls to it will fail. So you need to upgrade start a plan now to their official version one. And if you are using it and you need instructions how to do that, just check the show notes, man. Hey, I know what API means. You do. So quiz time. What does <laughs> API mean? <laughs> um, it is an air polluting ingredient. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> well, according to you and you, uh, you, yeah. your acronyms, uh, it's application Quincy. programming interface. Why Where didn't you, you, you shouldn't have gotten quiet. You were confident. You were absolutely right that second time. Well, I know what API is. I know you do. Okay. <laughs> That's why I and not LB, though. I yeah. would have no clue. No. <laughs> All right. Next up, duplex-powered Google Assistant restaurant booking expanding to more states and users from Greg Sterling over on Search Engine Land. And from the article, 
book a table for four people at restaurant name tomorrow night. <laughs> the assistant will then call the restaurant to see if it can accommodate your request. Once your reservation is successfully made, you'll receive a notification on your phone, an email update, and a calendar invite so you don't forget. This has been around for a while. We keep talking about it. It's now opt out instead of opt in. And to me, I love it. Give me more, more states, more users. That's the one thing I actually love about all the AI is the ability to stop spam phone calls using Google's assistant service. If I can say, yeah, I want to get a reservation here, and the only way to do it previously was to call, I like this. I can do it with a little robot. Perfect. Give me more. Well, I disagree with you a little bit. Some of the some of the benefits are definitely there. But if you watch the video in this article, I timed it, and it took this woman 25 seconds to tell Google Assistant what she needed and to interact with it. And then it only took the assistant 35 seconds to make the reservation. So she saved a total of 10 seconds, and she's just casually walking up the street. Like, woman, pick up the phone. Do a little work for yourself. I would, I mean, I get it. It's convenient for some people if you don't want to talk to humans. But I would rather have, I would rather call and have the assistant listen to my phone call and then put it in my calendar for me because I just think it's faster. That's my hot take on that. And I am married and I don't use voice search. And you get your groceries delivered, fancy pants over there. Yeah, you're right. I guess we all have our vices. What's next, Jess? Up next is get more clicks with Maximize Clicks available worldwide. Thank you, Bing. Anybody out there trying to get as much traffic as possible, no questions asked. This is for you. I don't, I'm done. So Jess, are you pumped (laughs) to use this on Bing? Yes. Really? No. I was about to say, wait, why are you pumped to use this? No, I'm not a big fan of this strategy. It never aligns with my goals and I I kind of find it. I find it terrifying. Not using it. Sorry. Yeah, Thanks I don't anyway, want clicks. Bing. I want conversions. Exactly. Less clicks. Spend less money and get the right people. But to each uh, his own. Next up, Google to ban political ads ahead of the federal election, citing new transparency rules. And this is for Canada specifically. So if you're looking to advertise for your local district selectsman mm-hmm. in your province of choice, A, next year in 2019, well, I guess this year, That's, for next yeah. year's next year's class, let's call it, you can't use Google to advertise because Canada recently passed Bill C-76 and it requires online platforms to keep a registry of all political and partisan ads as they directly or indirectly are published. The penalties for not doing so include fines and possible jail time. So Google said, screw it, no no ads (laughs) in Canada for the 2019 elections. And the other thing I thought was funny is they're like, this is real. This isn't like a power play. This, which, yeah. hey, that's a Canadian thing too, power play. What, because hockey? Yeah. Hockey's in the U.S. too. I didn't know that. And Europe. <laughs> well, international. <laughs> um, so it, but they're like, hey, this is legit. It's too much. We're not going to jail. Yeah. So okay look elsewhere, that. Canadians, if you're looking to advertise for the 2019 election. Lots of other places to do that. Next up, Twitter will let users hide replies to fight toxic comments. This article comes from Alyssa Foote over at Wired, and she had some scathing remarks about Twitter calling it a largely toxic place riddled with extremists, sock puppet armies, and fake accounts. So, ouch. But (laughs) (laughs) someone should hide that comment on Twitter. I mean, she's probably not wrong. But anyway, Twitter knows there's issues, and they're trying to remedy this and let people hide replies to tweets. That's one of those things that sounds cute. Sock puppet army. Right? You know? You're like, hey, yeah. Hey, everybody. Sock puppet army. I know. It sounds adorable. We're going to sing some songs. But no, it's it's terrifying, I guess. Um, And I like the fact that that you can just hide people. Yeah. And you're not giving them the satisfaction of blocking them. You're just like. 
out of my life. See you later. I love a good mute. Love it. All right. Next up is cracking down on the sale of fake accounts, likes, and followers directly from Facebook. And as Facebook states that they and Instagram filed a lawsuit in U.S. federal court against four companies and three people based in the People's <laughs> Republic of China for promoting the sale of fake accounts, likes, and followers. So, folks, don't do this. Don't charge for it. It's dumb. So would you say that there's also sock puppets on Facebook? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're buying them, apparently. <laughs> I guess. Sock but puppets I, for sale. To me, it's just crazy that we're at this point in life, we're at this intercontinental lawsuits about fake followers on a social platform. WTH, man. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I know. QQ. QQ. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you have for me? I don't What's have a quick question. I don't have a question. I just wanted Quincy to get in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What's up next, Jess? All right. Next up, a new study from Edison Research showed that Facebook usage is down and podcasts are up. So not only are podcasts up, but they're showing, quote, explosive year over year growth. And what this actually means is that among the U.S. population ages 12 and older, the total number of people who have ever listened to a podcast has passed 50% for the first time. That's explosive. That's 50%. I mean, I've ever worn like knee socks, but that doesn't mean they're exploding in popularity. So I don't know how they how they do their math, but really there's some good stats in this article. If you want to read it and you actually care about podcast growth, there's legit stuff in there. I just pulled out the, the funny one. Okay. And from that explosive growth, I blame us. <laughs> Me and I you. blame marketing o'clock. Absolutely. We have lots and lots of listeners. That's where it came from. Okay. <laughs> and then next up is ITP 2.1 and web analytics from SEMO, Hava. That's just what we're going to go with. And it is in regards to the intelligent tracking prevention ITP that is coming along with Safari. And what is happening with this ITP uh, per protocol essentially is that on the Google Analytics side, a user is going to be capped at seven days. Now, this is a big deal because mm -hmm. before in Google Analytics, your user would be a two year time period, and now it's going down to seven days. So, if somebody comes to a site, comes back eight days later, they're going to be seen as a new user, and SEMO's got some workarounds and some things to, to try to combat this, but it could be a problem for the way that you looked at your analytics previously. Absolutely. And I can never, I will never get sick of the use of Cookie Monster in uh, images that folks use in their articles about this stuff. Never gets old. Okay. And now it's time for this week's WTH. This week's WTH comes from Adweek. And they have an article called BuzzFeed Goes Offline with its first printed newspaper distributed today in New York. And I forget when this was. It wasn't actually on here today on Friday. No, I think it was maybe Wednesday. But it's a paper magazine that's being distributed only in New York. And the reason why I've got it on here isn't the what you think it is. It's <laughs> not because BuzzFeed made something physical. It's because they made a physical paper. And in the paper, they printed a GIF. But it's not even that. It's not even that. I'm not, I'm not taking umbrage to the printing of a GIF. I like it. The problem is they printed a GIF and they printed it like a comic strip on one page, they missed a golden opportunity. They missed the flip book GIF mm. opportunity, taking a GIF off the computer for the first time ever into a magazine in a flip book style, and that's why it's on this week's WTH in my eyes. Wow. That, as soon as you started to say it, the wheels were turning in my brain. I'm like, Mah! 
Yeah. Yeah. And the, the example they had was pretty dumb. I forget what it was, but printed out side by side. Didn't make any sense. That would that would have been great. <sighs> that would have been great. And then flip you could GIFs. flip it back and forth and it would do like what GIFs do. Man, total missed opportunity. You're right. I'm, I'm mad for them. I have never seen digital go backwards before though to that point <laughs> yeah, this is crazy new, new pants. Is old. yeah well i guess this is very hipster of them right i mean that's that's cool i don't know as long as this doesn't kill our industry then i'm in yeah <laughs> do you think we're gonna have I a think job we're going away <laughs> this podcast is self-destructing <laughs> no 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 because more than 50 percent of people mm-hmm. have listened to a podcast once so I don't know. I thought it was cute that the CMO said that they printed over 20,000 copies of this and it was distributed, quote, to put some joy in the physical world, which I thought was really nice. But then also it scared me because like, that's just the world, right? We don't have to call it the physical world. Yes. (laughs) It is the world. What they should say, real world, in the real world. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is the real world. (laughs) These gifs you have of people (laughs) aren't, that's real life. So instead of saying the physical world, like that always got me strange when when you you'd say something like xm radio and they'd be like terrestrial radio and like oh what is this I know. well I go yeah your satellites whatever yeah, but, yeah i kind of like that word though terrestrial yeah but i get you with the phrase yeah physical I world i think it's extra okay <laughs> and what do we have next a cool tool cool tool <laughs> this week's cool tool comes to us via the verge and it truly is cool shiz with a z because we're not swearing the headline reads microsoft excel will now let you snap a picture of a spreadsheet and import it that's crazy is your mind blown that is taking the physical world into the digital world right and bringing a little joy along with it it's super cool if you have the mobile app the excel mobile app you can take a photo of a printed data table and it will convert it into a fully editable table in excel in the app which is blowing my mind still i love spreadsheets so this is like really cool for me uh it saves time and frustration and uh if you want to know how microsoft said they're using artificial intelligence to implement this feature with image recognition and um they do it so excel users do not have to manually input hard copy data so i can see this being something if you're like in a meeting and somebody throws some sales material in front of you and you just want to maybe do some quick calculations but you didn't get the file you just take a picture it's really, really awesome. And if you have Android, it is coming ASAP and it is coming to iOS, quote, soon. So keep an eye out for that. I'm actually really, really excited. Could be I super love cool. that. The Microsoft app. Yeah. First time first time uh, we've seen it in Cool Tools. Pretty Wild cool. Wild times for people. And that brings us to this week's must-read marketing article of the week. An article so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's article is called A Guide to Power BI. Big data for digital marketers. And we've got back-to-back Microsoft here as mm-hmm. Will Reynolds over at Sear Interactive breaks down his guide for Power BI, which is a Microsoft product. And he breaks down quite a bit of information, the basics of Power BI, how to clean and join data, how to transform it, the visual aspect that you can use to get the data looking great, how to uncover things, mine long-tailed keywords, how to tell a story, and so much more. He's got a ton of GIFs in there showing how it works, and videos galore. It's a really, really, really comprehensive article that you should look at if you have access to Power BI and are looking to visualize, uncover, and get more out of your data. So thank you, Will, for that article. Awesome. And that does it for today's show. It is now officially 
not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com, and please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to this week's episode of Shooting the Hack, where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the hack. And this week, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, Two Kinds of People, <laughs> where we just talk about something that has two kinds of people. Two kinds. Only two. Only two. Very polarizing issues here. <laughs> Binary. Are you ready? Yes. All right. <laughs> First hot topic of the day. Greg, you got to tell me which kind of person you are. Do you cut your sandwiches or not? For me? Can in you clarify? In general. When uh, you yes, make I it a sandwich. I do because I make most sandwiches for my children. So if you were to make it for yourself, you don't cut it. It's a sandwich by sandwich basis. So I will say, yes, I cut. Okay. And now let's expand on that a little bit. When you cut said sandwich, how do you cut it? Diagonally once. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. okay. Same with you? Same with me. Are and there, I do it for myself because it's a nice treat. It's an extra are, step, but it's are, nice. Are there adults that don't do that? What yeah. the worst is if you cut it just right down the middle. Ugh. You're a monster if you do that. The only time that's okay is if you go to like a deli and they make you a huge monstrous sandwich and they wrap it in the wax paper and then they slice it and then it's a perfect split, but it's just all that's those fillings. True. I'm okay with that. Okay, me too. Nobody's sandwiches at home are like that though. Agree. Monsters. Okay, so we agree on that. Not a super hot topic. Okay, so my t- my turn. Are you the type of person that when you pump your gas, you sit there and wait for every drop to come out before you hang the nozzle up? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that very softly, Jess. Can you say that again? Should I be ashamed? Yes, absolutely. But I, I expedite the process. I'll like tilt it and get all of it out of the nozzle into the, the hole before I put it back. I paid for that. I'm not okay. letting a drop go. Ooh, the next guy's going to get that? No way. Gas is cost money. It's expensive. Okay. <laughs> you disagree with me, don't I, you? I don't. I don't. Really? I, just because I hate being at the gas. I, I'm trying I'm trying to be efficient. And sure. Maybe I'm a little spendy on those extra two drops that come flying out. <laughs> but I try to fill it up, fill it up again, fill it up again until it stops, and then instantly put it right back up. Gas goes all over the place. <laughs> See, that's another thing. You get it on your shoes. Well, it's you not smell really. like it for the rest of the day. No, but it happens. But I know I know that this is coming. It's not like an accident. I know there's going to be a few trickles of gas that come out. Back up, everybody. I don't want to sit out there. It's cold. Like, I know, but I just feel like you paid for it. I don't know. I, will, I also will eat every single grain of rice in my serving. Like, I'm not leaving a straggler. And I feel like it's that same amount of, like, just a negligible portion. But I want it. It's mine. Okay. I don't fair. don't disagree with that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, let's talk about weather because we're having some winter weather let's still. Let's not talk about weather. Uh, well, <laughs> you know my thoughts on weather. That's what I have on my list. And I so there are people out there that when it snows all over their car, they wipe like just a little bit of the window. And then there's people that wipe their entire car. They get rid of the snow on their headlights. They get rid of all the snow on the roof. And some people just want enough to see and they... Get out of there like a bat out of heck. Which one are you? Those people that clean their entire car off need a hobby. What? You need a hobby. It's for safety. Cleaning the the snow off the p- 
paint job on your car. Whoa. I've seen that happen. That's crazy. But like the roof, are you ever driving behind somebody that didn't get snow off the roof and it all lands on your windshield? That's not safe. That is one of the only joys that we have left <laughs> in winter. Is seeing is that? Yes. Is seeing that snow fly off the back <sighs> like a... No. Like it just got... a gust of wind blown on it it's beautiful unless you're right behind it or heaven forbid oncoming traffic and this guy didn't dust off his lights you can't see him coming there are very few things that bring me that joy in life and what i'm seeing it blow right off the faster you go and when you've got a little (laughs) chunk of ice on there and you're going down the throughway and you go, and then you see it flip up. I love that too. I just yeah, love it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I love it's it. like I a big plane and then it shatters. Yeah. It's Again, like, if there's no one behind you. T- that is in winter what squirrels are crossing the road on power lines to me in the summer. That's my favorite thing in the world when a squirrel goes <laughs> over the road on a power line. I love it. And I, I love, love it seeing too. The, the snow blow off in the winter. Okay. All right, fine. You make a point. I disagree with you. Okay. My last one here. And then I think you have one last one, correct? I do. There are two kinds of people. One kind of person that drives down the road, the expressway, in the left lane. Mm-hmm. And there's people that don't do that. Well, is the person in the left lane going faster than everybody in the right lane consistently and continuing to pass them? Or is this person blocking the left lane? It is just a statement. There's two kinds of people. I'm a left lane person. I- you're a left lane person. I am. I'm going to flip this table. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm passing everybody. And if I'm not, I move over. But in general, like if I know that I'm passing everybody in the right lane, I'm not going to keep moving over. To your point about efficiency. It's, it's the just, passing lane. Yes. And I am passing everyone. The left lane is only for passing. Mm-hmm. For immediate passing. You stay in the right lane. When you have a pass, you go to the left lane and you go back to the right lane. So you weave in and out in of and out. slow traffic. My whole day is weaving in and out. <sighs> just... Passing and then getting in the driving lane. I completely disagree with you. But you're probably right only because most people that stay in the left lane are slow and get in the way. But if you're driving like me, I think it's fine. Can I say something about this too? (laughs) Please. When I was in Portugal, people used that left lane like it was a cherished zone only for people passing. It was like, again, it was like like a... You'd get a shock or your car would explode if you're in that lane for too long. <laughs> so you'd get in that lane and you get right back in the, into the right lane. And when there was a car going fast, it'd go flying through and get to the right lane and then go past in the left lane. And it was just this beautiful, open, serene place, the left lane. Well, if everybody agrees on that, that's fine. People don't agree on that. So I'm just, I'm staying in the left and I'm going and I'm sorry, Greg. You're the reason. I never make it to where I want to go on time. I'm you. never in front of you. Because, well, actually, I need to be in front of you, not behind you, because of your snow. So. <laughs> I, I have my last one is not weather or car related. It's it's about pants and putting them on. Uh, yes, I wear pants. Good. For the record. <laughs> Period. We're done. No. So a pants or shorts or a skirt or whatever you put on when you're doing up the fly. Not that familiar on the skirt. Part, well, but, yeah, but yeah. I actually I thought of this today when I was putting on my skirt because it has a zipper, okay. so that's why I included that because it was my I was in the inspiration phase gotcha. at that time, and uh, all right, so you've got <laughs> you've got a zipper and you got a button, which one do you do up first? I didn't even know you could. There was an option to do this. Oh, so what is your default that you think everyone does? Zip it up. Yes, 
Thank you. <laughs> what do you do? Do you just make sure it fits with the button first? Yes, and that's then what. Yes. Work the zipper in. Yeah, some people do that. They think that it's like, well, you're you're sealing it so the zipper goes up easier, but then you got to find the darn zipper. <laughs> Note to self, or you out there, yourself, <laughs> if you're doing that first, your pants don't fit. They're too tight. They're too tight. If that's what you have to do to get your zipper up, your pants are too tight. I agree. Oh, I'm so glad you're with me on that. I really thought that you were going to be the opposite. Try it sometime, though. It'll blow your mind. It's like a whole different experience. I don't recommend it. I feel like it takes longer. (sighs) All right. I feel better. I'm glad we agree on that last one. We needed it. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Bye.